Welcome to the Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors and sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and software solutions for businesses of all sizes. My name is Steve Bose. The link between men's lagging labor force participation and college enrollment trends. A few months ago, it was move-in day at the University of Vermont for the class of 2027. About a thousand incoming freshmen were meeting their roommates for the first time, finding their dorm rooms, and getting settled on campus. An outside observer might have thought Vermont was an all-women's college. 62% of the incoming freshman class are women, a gender gap that has earned Burlington, Vermont a nickname, Burlington. You see six or seven women for every three or four men, said Vermont's vice provost for enrollment, Jay Jacobs. His job is all about student diversity. In these days, the male-female divide is now part of that equation. And Vermont is not unusual in having more women enrolled than men. Nationwide, women make up about 60% of college undergraduates. In 1972, when Title IX was passed to help improve gender equality on campus, men were 13% more likely to get an undergraduate degree than were women. Today, according to the National Center for Education Statistics, it's women who are 15% more likely to get a degree than men. We have a bigger gender gap today than we did when we passed laws to help women and girls. It's just flipped, said Richard Reeves, a former Brookings Institution senior fellow. He says no one really has been able to explain why so many men are so absent in higher education. What is known is that the gender disparity starts as early as kindergarten, where girls are just generally the stronger sex in academics. This disparity in college enrollments and degree completion rates is one of the factors contributing to structural changes in the U.S. labor market. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, men's participation in the labor market has dropped more than 7% in the last 50 years. Additionally, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that 21% of men report binge drinking, almost double the rate of women, and men account for nearly 80% of suicide deaths, which is four times the rate of women. Despite college enrollment trends clearly showing advances that women have made, they still earn only about 80 cents for every dollar earned by a man, according to the Pew Research Center. Only 10.5% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women, and women make up just over a quarter, 28%, of the members in Congress, and so far, zero U.S. presidents. But despite these many areas in which women are still underrepresented and are often placed at a disadvantage, some colleges like Vermont are taking steps to address the dearth of men in their most recent incoming classes. Vermont administrators have changed their marketing and communication strategies to reach out to men, especially those who might not think they want to go to college at all. And the college is also hiring a diversity coordinator to focus specifically on helping men. But the challenge for Vermont for other colleges and universities, as well as for employers who have to address their own histories and current practices with respect to women in the workplace and the unequal distribution of opportunity, is to find the right set of programs, policies, and supports that can benefit everyone. Namely, women, while making progress in some areas, are still held back and left out in many others. And increasingly, younger men, who, for a different set of causes, are showing signs of being left out of many of the traditional avenues to success and prosperity. That's it for today's Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors.